Today on episode number 617 of the School of Podcasting, we're going to talk about transcribing your podcast. Is it a good idea? Should I do it? When should I do it? And I have some tools that I've been playing with, one that's actually not bad for the price, and we'll talk about the old pay for it with money or pay for it with time. And speaking of paying for things, how do you like to get paid over $200,000 for doing your podcast live? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. This is where I help you tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and not just get you podcasting because you could go out to YouTube and watch a bunch of stuff from 2012 and steer your podcast right into a wall. Or you can come to the Internet's first ever longest-running website dedicated to podcasting at schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER and get going in the right direction. I bring 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and I would love to help you. And if you've been thinking of starting a podcast, I got some feedback this week from Randall Black that I wanted to share with you. It's really cool. Randall, thank you so much for sharing this. Hey, Dave, it's uh, Randall Black from the Randall Black Show, the West Edge Hat Recap and EdTech Shorts. And I was listening to your episode where you're playing back the responses uh, to your question of the month. And it brought to mind a fortune cookie that I once received. And I talk about this fortune cookie all the time on the Randall Black Show and use it to share advice with people. And I included a picture of it uh, in the email with this video or this audio response. And that fortune cookie said that failure is feedback and feedback is the breakfast of champions. And the whole idea is that it's okay to fail that, you know what? Maybe we didn't achieve that goal for the first quarter of the year, but that's okay. As long as we learn something from it. And that's the same thing we do in education. We teach, we need to teach our kids that it's okay that you weren't successful in completing that project. It's okay that you didn't get an A on that test. What did you learn from it? What were you able to achieve because of that failure? That thought came to mind as I listened to the episode of the School of Podcasting and thought that I would share it with you. And uh, hopefully you can take that message of failure is feedback and feedback is the breakfast of champions and use it to help others. Thanks, Dave. I may have to borrow that one. I love that phrase. Randall, thank you so much. Check out Randall at randallblack.com. He's got a bunch of different podcasts. He's got the Randall Black Show. He's got Ed Tech Shorts and WV, which would be West Virginia, Ed Chat Recap. Check it out again at randallblack.com. And before we get into talking about podcast SEO, I want to talk to you about a cool free resource. Check this out, podcastguest.com slash SOP. It helps you find guests for your podcast. That's right, for free. So if you're a person that's like, look, I've interviewed, I'm down to like my aunts and uncles, I'm out of people, I need quality guests, podcastguest.com slash SOP. They will feature your podcast to more than 4,000 users at this point to find qualified guests that meet your requirements. If I go over to their website, here's some cool things that you might be thinking, wait, would this actually work? Well, here are some real life examples. Uh, Discover Your Talent podcast, 43 guest responses and 27 within 24 hours. All Things Risk podcast had 26 responses. Power Up podcast, 25 responses. Leadership Laughter, 25 responses. 
So whether you're trying to find guests for your show or be a guest, check it out, podcastguest.com slash SOP. Thank you for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. I deeply appreciate it. I brought them on because I've actually been featured on other podcasts that found me by going to podcastguest.com slash SOP. All right, we're going to do something different today. We're talking transcription services, and I'll be giving you my opinion on those. And I think I've maybe changed my mind a little bit on these. But what I'm doing is I have already recorded that segment, and I'm actually having it transcribed by one of the services. In this case, it's Temi. Temi! And every time there's a mistake in the transcript, I'm going to put a beep when you listen to this segment. So, uh, and I think. This one is the cheapest one, and that's why I'm using it, because I realize we all like cheap, and uh, it's not absolutely horrible. I've seen absolutely horrible. This one's not too bad, and but any transcription service you use, it's going to take some tweaking, because we don't write like we talk, and we don't talk like we write. So here is the segment, and the beeps again indicate that eh, this one got it wrong. Some people feel that podcast transcripts, we're going to talk about podcast SEO, podcast transcripts. And when you bring up transcripts in some circles, they're like, we seek the grail. It's like, if I can just get a bunch of words on my page, I'll get a million downloads. And this is often fueled by an article, and I'll have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 617, where the senior webmaster trend analyst Analysis. I just made up a new word. What are you? I'm an analyst or a web trends analyst. Yes, that makes much more sense. His name is John Mueller. He's from Google. He's a Google dude. And he, he was talking about how do you get more rankings? Google juice, not Apple juice, but Google juice for your podcast. And he said, hey, having some kind of textual information on that page helps us as well. Shocking. Having text on the page will help that. He says, that way we can actually rank the page appropriately. Then somebody brought up transcripts and he said, yeah, if you have a transcript of the podcast, that's even better because then all of that information is available for us to actually index. Okay, that makes sense. More words, more Google traffic. And then there was an article on, there's a website called Search Engine People. And they stated that after transcribing all of their audio content, the radio show, This American Life, you may have heard of them. They're always number one in Apple. They found that 6.68% of search traffic is attributed to their transcripts. And I was like, really? I'm not a huge fan of transcripts. Transcripts. Apparently my mouth is not going to show up today. So we'll just, we'll just push on through. And uh, I, I looked at one of their pages and what they do is each transcript is published on a separate web page that's still their domain, thisamericanlife.org or whatever it is. But when you go to their website and you click on it, it opens up this new page with no sidebars. It's just the transcript. So the idea is that is bringing the Google to that page. And then that page links back to their podcast. So that's how they're doing it. And I have a link to the full report on that again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash six one. Seven. Now, there was another study that found that uh, adding transcripts earned an average of 16% more revenue. So if you have transcripts, you make more money. YouTube videos that added captions gained 7.32% more views overall. And so 
I get that. I'm not arguing that point that more words on a page will help you be found in Google. I use the plugin. I, I think it's now called WordPress SEO. It used to be called Yoast SEO. And in it, he recommends that you have at least 300 words for your show notes. And that's what I've always tried. And if you look at my show notes, they're more like 3000 words. I go a little crazy with the, with the show notes, but I've always thought that for me, because we don't write like we talk, we don't talk like we write that when I start to read a transcript, that is word for word, a transcript, my brain kind of goes and and it doesn't like it because I have to figure out, wait, what did they really mean there? And so I run, I do not walk away from a word for word, no editing transcript. And so I was like, well, I don't want my bounce rate to go up. That's why I've always kind of shunned away from them. And so I found another article. I started looking into Google bounce rate. Now, what is a bounce rate? That is when somebody goes to your website, they look at one page and they bounce. They're like, I am out of here. And Google tracks that. They call it the bounce rate. So I found an article from Search Engine Journal from a guy named Gillum Hunter. I want my name to be Gillum. Hello. Somehow he'd be, oh, oh, all right, I'm Gillum Hunter. And uh, I just think that's a cool, it sounds like, I don't know, like a TV, like this week on Gillum Hunter. I don't know. He goes out, he finds people and rescues people in the last second. It's awesome. And uh, Gillum says, uh, don't worry, despite the professional opinion of many SEO cowboys, is that an official title? Like, do you get a business card with that? I am Dave Jackson. I'm an SEO cowboy on a steel horse I ride. He says bounce rate is part of Google's alg is not part of Google's alg. Al- yeah, geez, seriously, this is going to be one of those days. I'm not cutting these out. Forget waiting until the end. We're leaving all. <laughs> we're leaving all the bloopers in. He says Google, the bounce rate is not part of their algorithm. So having a low bounce rate won't give you any ranking benefits or or it won't harm you. Now, in the same article, though, from Gillum, Gillum Hunter, Hunter, Gillum Hunter, he says one of the best ways to boost your rankings is to have better copywriting. And to me, show notes are kind of the poor man's like copywriting. Like, I don't have time to write this. I'm just going to let some algorithm figure out what I said and I'll figure it out. And so that's the question. Are transcripts better copywriting? And the question then becomes better than what? Right? Because if I just type my favorite example of show notes, at least in the app, is from, and I love this podcast. Jay Moore does more stories. And he'll put like, on today's show, it's Gillum Hunter. Put your name on it. And if you don't know who Gillum Hunter is, I guess you're out of luck. And I'm literally, that's his show notes. Because that's like his little catchphrase. Put your name on it. And I'm like, well, it'd be nice to know if you said it's Gillum Hunter from Search Engine Journal or something. I might actually tune into that. So any so transcripts would be better than that. And so I'm like, okay. So I'm not a huge fan of transcripts. Are you? I'd love to hear it. 888-563-3228. If you uh, swipe right on your app, you'll see I have the phone number right there. I would love to hear that. We will be doing the call or the question of the month in just a bit. But I do remember a tool, and it's actually a really cool tool. I use it on my website, askthepodcastcoach.com. 
and it's called Simple Podcast Press. And this does all sorts of stuff. It can have a little sign up for your email list. You can put time codes on your website that actually play. And then the one thing it does is what they call clutter-free transcripts. So you can have, for lack of a better phrase, normal show notes, and then have transcripts that only show up if somebody clicks on it. And I'm thinking if I actually start to implement transcripts, and in reality, I don't need to. My show notes are more than enough. Uh, I would probably use this plugin. So I started looking at transcripts, and there are some interesting tools. One is called Temi. T-E-M-I dot com. And what this does is for 10 cents a minute. Now, if you're new to the whole transcription thing, that's really, really cheap. Like that's as cheap as I've ever heard, which is why I'm bringing it up here. And so you go there, you upload your file. And what's kind of cool about this particular service is you then have a play button in the upper right-hand corner. And as you hit play, you watch the words as you're listening to your file. And so you can kind of see where I said something and it came up with purple radish tomato dog. And I'm like, nope, that's not what I said. Because transcripts in many cases are not great. And this is the Temi product is from the same people that do Rev, rev rev.com. Rev.com is where you actually have a person, a person transcribe your stuff. And they're really, really good. But this is kind of their robot version. And it's not bad, but it's far from perfect. But it's also 10 cents a minute. And so it makes it really easy to hit the play button, see where, you know, the robot got a little confused. And you can fix your, your transcript right there, which I like. You can actually strike through, like you can strike things through, like, no, that's not right. You can highlight things, then downlight, download just the highlighted items. And then when you download it, you can actually download it as a Word document as well as other forms. But I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because the other one I tried, I just heard about this, is called reportex.io. Reportex.io. And this is a really interesting tool. What you do is you upload your file, it transcribes it, and when you go in and you edit your transcription, it edits out whatever the word was in your file. So basically, the text and the audio are in sync. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to work at all. And I was really surprised that it worked okay. Now, if you're a super-duper editor... This is not where you go in and you cut out that millisecond um or a lip smack or that's the not kind of editing. But it was interesting that it did kind of what it said it was going to do. Now, it's far from perfect. Like it doesn't understand. Like I I was doing uh, Binky and the Wiz. I'll talk about that in a second. But I said something like, (laughs) man, what's going to happen, man? If for some reason it doesn't understand the word man. And the thing that really I thought, really, what's wrong with this? It doesn't transcribe the word um. So it's kind of hard to cut out the word um if it's not in the transcript. That's to me where this was kind of like, hmm, so close. And uh, hmm. now what's interesting is I did upload a file because I saw where you could have timestamps. 
and it didn't put timestamps for me because well, I'm only one person. So I did a, a quick version of Binky and the Wiz, which is my favorite morning crew, where there's Binky Man and then the Wiz. And it said the Wiz's name was the winner, just for the record, going back to transcriptions. And sure enough, it put timestamps where each person changed. And I was like, well, that's cool, except you could only download it as a text file. And when I downloaded the text file, the formatting went way wonky. Like, okay, here's another thing that I have to tweak. So it looked really cool. But in the end, I was like, hmm. And so what I see these being used for, and going back to uh, Temi, Temi did the same thing, put in the timestamps and had a really good format, by the way. And you could actually name the person. So it could say, all right, person number one was Dave. Person number two was Binky. Person number three was the Wiz. And then download it. That was cool. And what this I could see being used for, if I was doing like an NPR style show, and I was telling the story about the time where young Johnny Whippersnapper and his whatever, right? And I'm like, hey, where was that part where the what you call it thing was? Well, now I can download the transcript, do a find, find it, go back to Temi, see that that's in the fourth paragraph, go to that and go right to that clip. That's when I went, okay, there is a use for this. This could be cool. What I used it for a couple of weeks ago was I had Eric K. Johnson on when we were talking about egos. And Eric had a story. I was running out of time. And so I had Eric come on and, and he told the story. I took just Eric's story and uploaded it to Temi. And it got it pretty much spot on. I tweaked it again because we don't talk like we write. We don't write like we talk. So it needed a little tweaking. But it was show notes in pretty much next to nothing kind of time period. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. So I can see some examples of this. Now, we haven't talked about price yet. So let's get to that. The pricing for Reportex.io is 15 euros a month. Now, for those of us that live across the pond, that means about $17.94 here on May 6th as I record this. If I need four hours of audio a month, you get your first month, by the way, with the 15 euro a month plan, your first month is up to an hour for free. With the 45 euro per month, you get the first month for 15 euros. Now, what is that? So if I say, all right, 45 euros in US is $53.82 to have that transcribed. Now that's up to four hours. So now the interesting thing that I went, hmm, is anytime you don't use. So let's say I sign up for an hour and I don't use it, or I sign up for 15 euros a month. Don't use that hour. The next month, I'm going to get billed another 15 euros but I now have two hours. Your hours, your, your time that you don't use is rolled over. So that's kind of a cool feature. When I went to Temi, this is why I will probably use Temi for any kind of transcription. If I'm not going to use rev.com, 10 cents a minute, 10 cents a minute is the cheapest I've ever seen. And for those of you that are mathematically challenged, that is $6 an hour. So if I did four hours on Temi, that would be $24 a month versus the $53 a month. Now, I don't get to do the cool editing thing, but it is a place to start. Now, my favorite, when I actually do, when I did the thing with my favorite podcast is, and I would have things transcribed, I use Rev 
for that. They have like actual people there that do it. And Rev, in case you wonder, charges $1 per minute with a 12 hour turnaround. And again, $1 per minute is 60 bucks an hour. I've also used transcribeme.com. They're about the same, but you can see where transcripts can get really, really expensive. And again, you have to look at it as, okay, I'm going to pay with time or money. If I use something like Temi, I'm going to be tweaking more things and realize even with Rev, you're going to be tweaking stuff. Although you can pay an even higher rate to have somebody do that for you. And we get back to the old fight of you're going to pay for things with time or money if you decide to use transcripts. And that's really the bottom line. And that's where I kind of looked at my show notes. And I said, again, when people go, well, yeah, having transcripts is better. The question you have to ask yourself is better than what? Because nobody's answering that question. And I understand the concept of more words on a page, more Google things to find. I'm just not sure. It really depends on you. And the other thing that I do, and you can do this with most newsletter programs, whether it be MailChimp, ConvertKit, AWeber, you can have it set up so that you can give them your RSS feed. And when you put out a new post, in other words, a new episode, it will convert that to an email and send it out to your audience. Well, I don't want to send a full-blown transcript Not Again, word for word, not edited is what I'm talking about to my audience because I don't make their brain hurt. But if you're looking for this, again, I'll have links to everything out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 617. And I've got more resources at schoolofpodcasting.com slash resources. And if you want to see me do a video walkthrough, I do have this available. If you're a member of the School of Podcasting, it's in the office hours course. You'll see that under the demos now. And if you're not a member of the School of Podcasting, you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me and just sign up for my Patreon. Anyone who's on the $5 or greater plan, you get access to these little bonus videos that I make. So after going through that experiment there, Temi, by the way, T-E-M-I dot com, was able to get words like wonky. I thought that was kind of cool. Obviously not very good with websites slash anything and numbers seem to kind of throw it for a loop. But for the most part, the rest of it was just me. It doesn't understand a bad English accent, apparently. And for 10 cents a minute, again, if you're not doing any show notes, this might be an alternative to doing almost nothing again to beat the dead horse. Transcripts are better than what? Well, it depends on what you're doing links are out at school of podcasting.com slash six one seven. From time to time, we talk about making money on this podcast for the record. You don't have to make money with your podcast, but we've talked about it and I've added one more to the list of ways that you can make money. And it seems like, you know, selling your stuff, selling other people's stuff, Uh, sponsorship, donations with Patreon, things like that. Uh, And a new one is there are podcasts that are so popular, they're going on tour. And so I went over to crooked.com. This is home of Pod Save America. And they're selling out places like, oh, I don't know, Radio City Music Hall. 
which holds 6,015 people. Their cheapest ticket is $40. And if you do the math on that, that's $240,600. Hoofa. And if you go, yeah, what about like in Pittsburgh? Well, in Pittsburgh, they sold out the Byham, I think is how you pronounce it, Byham Theater. That holds 13,000, I'm sorry, 13,000, 13, 1,313. I'm really not cutting out bloopers today. And if you multiply that by 40, it's 52,500. And 20. Now, I realize that for many of us, we don't have that kind of audience, but it is something that you may want to think about holding an event. And instead of renting a theater, because let's be serious now, when you make $240,000 in a night, there's a big chunk of that that's going to the venue, to the equipment, to hotel rooms, to food for the crew, that whole nine yards. But it's one of those things that we should all kind of scratch our head and go, hmm. Because what if I used, instead of Radio City Music Hall, what if I used Zoom.us and did it online? I could use something like Eventbrite.com to sell tickets. Hmm. Just a thought. Just throwing that out there. And uh, when I went over to their website and checked that out, I was like, holy cow. That's a whole lot of cash. As of this recording, I'm not going to be there, but I wanted to let you know, in case you're out in Utah, there is a Utah Podcast Summit. This is June 2nd. Tickets are $60, $80 if you want the virtual ticket along with that. If you want the virtual ticket only, it's $30. Check it out at utahpodcastsummit.com. I will be speaking at Podcast Minute Atlantic. You can find that at podcastminutelantic.com. This is September 7th through the 8th in the greater Philadelphia area. And speaking of the greater Philadelphia area, I will be also speaking at podcastmovement.com. One last thing I want to hit, and then we've got to wrap up quick, is there's a lot of buzz going around this new podcast feature in Google. And it's not so much Google as it is Android. You need to do this on an Android device. And I just tried this. They keep saying it works on Google Chrome on an Android device. I can only get it to work if I use the Google search widget on an Android device. And you can search for your podcast. And if you then tap on one of the links, it will take you to a page where you'll have play buttons for your podcast. It's not... Everybody's saying, hey, if you just go to Google Chrome and search for your podcast, you get play buttons. I cannot make that happen at this point. And you do need to put some code into your website. And I think I'm going to talk about this next week, how to make sure your website is ready for that, because I'm going to have some insights into websites as well. But I'll have a link to an article that explains exactly what you need to do. It's not the same is putting an RSS button on your website. You actually have to go into many WordPress themes, have a place where you could put code into the heading, and that's what you need to do. And I don't want to dig into that today because I'm out of time. And you guys, you ready for this? I have to just say one word. You ready? Plumbing. That's it. Half the people that are listening to this right now went, oh, well, that's it. Of course he's got to go. Yeah, my toilet is being very, very weird. It's fine. It's functional. There's no poo anywhere, which is great. But things are weird, and I'm going to go take a look at it. And uh, that means I've got to hit stop now and uh, go. But before I go, we do have to talk about the question of the month. 
And that is, are you planning on starting a new show in 2018? And if so, what is it? Now, some of you may not doing this. We wanted to have two questions. So you can either answer one or both or none, preferably one or both. If you had sponsors on your show, because some of you do, how did you get it? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Did they come from your media hosts? So maybe Blueberry or Lipson or Spreaker or something like that. You have uh, till May 27th to answer this. Email me, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Please put May 2018 question in your subject line. That way I don't lose them. So again, and you can just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact for all the info. You can send them in via SpeakPipe. You can call them in via podcast voicemail, which is 888-563-3228. But that is the question of the month, and that'll be the last week of this month. So again, if you're planning a new show, what is it? And if you have sponsors on your show, how did you get them? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Did you get them from your media host? Thanks so much for listening. I'm off to play with uh, weird toilets. Isn't that fun? You know what I would rather be doing? I'd rather be helping you start a podcast. And you know what? We're going to take a tangent right here. I was riding my bike today. I promise to God this is about podcasting. I was riding my bike today. And before I wrote it today, I wrote it yesterday. This is the first time I've got it out in the summer. And at least in my neighborhood, there are hills everywhere. And I mean big hills. And when you're riding a bike, that's kind of a pain in the butt. It's fun coming home, but it's not fun going anywhere. And so yesterday I went up this hill and my legs were so tired by the time I got to it, to the top. But I was very, very excited that I got to the top. And I went around and was just driving around. I I was looking for like the good old days of just riding around the neighborhood, something flat. And I was able to find some flat areas. And I ended up in front of this building that said uh, such and such and such park center. And I'm like, I didn't even know we had a park. So I drove and I was like, well, what's there? Well, there's only one way to find out, right? So I went down there and kind of took a peek and wow, there's a little path here and it says bike path. And I'm like, I didn't know we had a bike path. So had I not kind of stepped in to see what was going on, I wouldn't have known that. So then I get on the bike path. Well, this is cool. Turns out there's a giant water park in my neighborhood. Didn't know that. There's all sorts of baseball fields and things like that, and a really huge flat parking lot. So if I don't want to go over all these hills, but I want to ride my bike for a while outdoors, get some sun, this is pretty cool. Wouldn't have done it unless I said, what happens if I go down this way? Because I was like, I don't know. I could be driving into the woods and somebody's going to kill me. I'm going to get slaughtered by Bigfoot. Who knows? So that was lesson number one for podcasting. There's only one way to know what it would be like to podcast, and that's to start a podcast. So then today I woke up, my legs are like, oh, dude, what did you do? What did you do yesterday? My knees are kind of sore. I'm like, you know what? We don't get that many sunny days here in Ohio. I'm getting back out on the bike. Yesterday I did 10 miles by accident. Today I'm doing five on purpose. And I go back and again, there's only one way out of here. It's up a hill. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can do the hill today. I might have to walk my bike. So I get on there and and you know, these bikes, if you go down to first gear, you can pretty much climb anything. It's a weird cause you have to pedal like 27 pedals to go an inch, but you could do it in first gear. But even in first gear, I get to the top. My Fitbit is about to explode because my heart rate's going, my heart beats going through the roof and I'm about ready to die. But here's the thing. 
about halfway through up that hill, I was thinking, yeah, you are not going to make it. This is my legs are like, what are you doing? And I just like, and, and that's where I didn't look at the hill anymore. I just looked at the tire and the road in front of me because I didn't want to hit any bumps. I didn't want to drive into a chuck hole. I just focused on what was right in front of me and just kept pedaling. And I made it to the top of the hill. I had a heart attack. (laughs) Okay, maybe not. But I was literally, I was like, holy cow. So here's my other point. You're stronger than you think you are. You are. We all are. We we like now we all want to take the easy way out. I would have gladly grabbed a ride on the back of a bus or something. Hey, can you drag my bike to the top of this hill? But we are stronger than we think we are. And by doing another bike ride today, I found another park. There's a little waiting pool for kids right around the corner from my house. Didn't know this because this is kind of a new neighborhood for me. I, I've lived here about two years, but I haven't really done a lot of exploring in the neighborhoody areas. I've been to the mall and all the you know strip malls and things like that. So there's only one way to know how to, to do a podcast, and that's to start a podcast. And you can actually start a podcast for about the price of a bike. And you're stronger than you think. You really are. And if you think, I'm not sure if I could do this, you can. And I'm here to help you pedal. I would love to help you pedal and get your podcast off the ground. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. It is the internet's very first ever, way back in 2005, website dedicated to helping people start a podcast. I've seen a lot of things come. I've seen a lot of things go. And that's why I help you go in the right direction. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. And that will save you on either your monthly or yearly subscription. You can cancel anytime you want. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. <laughs>